Hello and welcome to the Thursday, December 1st, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Mozilla today released a new version of Firefox 50.0.2 just a couple days after it released 50.0.1. The reason for this quick update cycle was a vulnerability that's actually already being exploited in the wild and has been made public. So the exploit code is out there and for everybody open to inspect and copy. The reason this was uncovered was that users of the Tor browser were attacked using this particular exploit. Now Tor browser is based on Firefox, so there's also a new version of Tor browser that was released today in response to this vulnerability. So the latest version for the Tor browser is 6.0.7 and Firefox 50.0.2. If you haven't updated today, then you're vulnerable. A little side note here, the vulnerability that's being exploited here is apparently very similar to a vulnerability that was exploited a couple of years ago by law enforcement in order to unmask Tor users that visited child porn sites. It's not really clear who is behind this particular exploit. However, it's very possible that someone used that old exploit from a couple of years ago sort of as a template to develop this new one. And then we got a couple of reports from readers that they observed in the network a significant increase in traffic trying to exploit the SQL Slammer vulnerability. For the young kids around here, this was back in 2003, a big thing caused an outage in parts of the internet just because of the immense amount of traffic that the worm caused back then. Well, in our data, it never really sort of went away. Over the last couple of years, there's sort of each day about 50 or so different hosts that are scanning for this vulnerability. Not clear if they're actually still infected with this, but of course, that's very possible given the ubiquity of Microsoft SQL Server and, well, the inability of some people to ever patch it. In our global data, overall, we don't really see a big increase here. There are quite a few researchers also that sort of continuously scan the internet for vulnerable systems. Sort of an interesting side note here that back then SQL Slammer was about an order of magnitude smaller than what we're seeing now with Mirai. So essentially as the internet grew, the number of vulnerable systems and exploited systems of course grew as well. And Checkpoint is reporting about the latest evolution in Android malware. This particular piece of malware is called Gulligan by Checkpoint and it is installed willingly by users who are downloading harmless looking applications from third-party app stores. This has not been cited as far as I can tell in Google's official Play Store, but still about a million users got infected, most of them in Asia. Now, once a user is infected by this particular malware, it will steal the user's email credentials for Google, essentially the Google account. It will then also download and install additional apps from Google's Play Store and rate them in order to raise their reputation. 
to raise additional revenue for the Melvers creators. It also then installs Adware on the phone. So in short, don't install applications from third-party app stores, in particular if they claim to be free versions of popular and otherwise costly applications. Also, keep your phone up to date to lessen the probability of your phone getting rooted once malware is installed. A couple days ago, I talked about OAuth and some of the difficulties in implementing it correctly. Another single sign-on standard that's particularly popular in enterprises is SAML. Now, SAML is an XML message that's digitally signed by an identity provider, and then the recipient is supposed to validate the signature before accepting the assertion that a user has access to a certain resource. This process sounds pretty straightforward, but of course we're dealing with complex XML messages and there are a couple of things that can go wrong. There's a nice blog post now about all the different things that you have to consider when you're implementing SAML. One issue, for example, that's very typical for signed XML messages is that the recipient only verifies that the signature is valid, but never actually verifies whether or not the correct part of the message has been signed. So in this attack, an attacker could obtain a valid SAML message, but then append their own assertion to this message, and the entire message will then be accepted by the recipient, not just the signed part. So if you're implementing SAML, take a look at the blog post, lots of additional details in there about implementing SAML correctly. Well, that's it for today. And if you're looking for more, I'll be doing a webcast today on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern with Ed Scotus and Mike Asante. It's sort of a little bit of follow-up on what we're doing each year with the RSA conference. So we'll give you some updates, uh, very heavy on Internet of Things and such. So lots of cool stuff there, particular from Mike and so uh, register for it. I'll post uh, the URL in the show notes 1 p.m. on Thursday. And if you happen not to be interested in the webcast, then I'll talk to you again on Friday.